Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Friday, November 24, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. On this brisk fall day in Riverside with highs reaching only 63.8 degrees and lows dropping to 56.3, we're bringing you the latest on global and local stories. Today, we'll delve into the recent ceasefire in Gaza and its implications for the United States. We'll examine the consequences and how this might lead to a reassessment of U.S. involvement in the region. Then, we take it back to California where an incident involving a car-sized tumbleweed has caused quite the stir on a busy highway. We'll explore how climate change may exacerbate such wild tumbleweed problems in the future. Lastly, tech enthusiasts might need to wait a bit longer as NVIDIA faces delays. The much-anticipated launch of their AI chip for the Chinese market is hitting regulatory snags. Stay tuned for all this and more on today's episode of Alex's News. In today's top story, we're delving into the ramifications of the recent Gaza ceasefire and what it means for the United States. Joining us is our foreign affairs reporter, Ethan, to break down the latest developments. Ethan, can you start by giving us an overview of the current situation? Certainly, Grace. Over the past few days, we've seen an Israeli assault on Gaza that's caught global attention. A ceasefire has now been agreed upon, putting a temporary stop to the violence. Now, why is this highly significant for the U.S.? Firstly, as reported by Democracy Now! Between November 20th and 23rd, there's been a resignation within the State Department. A U.S. official stepped down, accusing Israel of using American-supplied arms to commit what they're calling a massacre of civilians in Gaza. That's a powerful accusation. How do you think this resignation reflects on U.S. foreign policy and potential ethical concerns with U.S. arms sales? This is significant, Grace. It points to a crack in the usual robust support system the U.S. has for Israel, raising ethical questions regarding the use of American military equipment. There's a growing debate within the U.S. about its role and responsibility when it comes to arms sales, especially in volatile regions. Additionally, Ethan, the UN has condemned the Israeli assault as a potential act of genocide. What could be the implications of such a statement? This condemnation raises the stakes. Unofficials labeling the situation as a textbook case of genocide puts serious international pressure on Israel. It also corners the US into re-evaluating its association with these actions since it's a key global player. Allegations of genocide carry weight in international law, and the U.S. is very much on the spot in terms of its diplomatic and military involvement. With the United States historically being a mediator in the region, how does the truce affect its diplomatic strategy moving forward? The ceasefire can be seen as a fresh opportunity. The U.S. has had a significant hand in peace processes in the region, though with varying success. This truce might be the opening for the U.S. to reassess and possibly steer efforts toward a more lasting resolution between Israel and Palestine. Shifting focus a bit, Ethan, what insights have we gained from the interviews with Israeli journalists? Grace, these interviews are critical because they offer a glimpse into Israeli society and the diverse views it holds. The US and Israel have been long-standing allies, and understanding these internal perspectives can influence American foreign policy. There have also been protests demanding a ceasefire. 
Are these likely to affect the U.S. position? They could indeed. These protests showcase the public's desire to see an end to the violence. It's this kind of public sentiment that can sometimes drive policy change or at least put political pressure on leaders to reconsider their stance on conflicts like this. And lastly, the humanitarian toll in Gaza, death and destruction. How does this play into the U.S.'s involvement, considering the allegations of U.S. arms being used? It's a deep moral quandary. With reports of a considerable death toll and widespread destruction partly due to weapons the U.S. supplied, there's a clear moral obligation for America. The U.S. must confront the consequences of its alliances and military support, underscored by a necessity to strive toward a sustainable and humane resolution. Ethan, your insights have been invaluable in understanding the complex layers of this ceasefire. Thank you for joining us and walking us through these developments. It's been my pleasure, Grace. Thank you. After the break, stay tuned as we cover the second top story of the day. Now, in a rather unusual turn of events, a car-sized tumbleweed has created quite a commotion on a California highway. To dive into this peculiar story, we're joined by Chloe. Chloe, can you give us the lowdown on what happened? Absolutely, Grace. It seems nature decided to make its own blockbuster action, with a scene straight out of a sci-fi horror movie. A massive tumbleweed, the size of a car, rolled onto a highway, stirring up quite the response on social media. The video that was posted on Twitter shows this colossal weed tumbling around, and it's garnered some colorful comparisons. People have likened it to everything from a giant hairball to a massive chunk of belly lint. It's not something you see every day, that's for sure. I can only imagine the shock of the drivers there. But, let's take a step back for a moment. Could you explain what tumbleweeds really are? I think there might be some confusion about that. Of course, despite their iconic status in Western imagery, tumbleweeds aren't a specific plant species. They're better known as noxious weeds, which are plants that are considered detrimental to the environment, agriculture, or even humans. They become tumbleweeds when they break off at the root, rolling around and spreading their seeds. It's nature's way of making sure these plants get around. And this massive one on the California highway, what do we know about its origins? Is this a common occurrence? Well, the Russian thistle is one of the most notorious types of tumbleweed. It was introduced to the United States in the 1870s and has since become a symbol of the Old West. However, it's not just an aesthetic element of dry, arid landscapes, it's a genuine problem. The size of this particular tumbleweed was extraordinary and quite telling of how these plants can grow out of control. They've been known to block roads and even trap people in their homes. That's remarkable. So this isn't just a one-off novelty. It's part of a larger issue. Speaking of which, how might climate change affect this situation? Experts are quite concerned that climate change might exacerbate the problem. As global temperatures continue to rise, and as precipitation patterns shift, these dry regions could become even more hospitable to tumbleweeds. This means more growth, more rolling, and ultimately, more headaches for the people living in these areas. We could see an increase in tumbleweeds causing road blockages, damaging infrastructure, and generally impeding movement. That sounds like a serious concern. With these potential implications in mind, are there any measures being discussed to manage the proliferation of tumbleweeds? It's a complex challenge, Grace. These plants are incredibly resilient and hardy, which is why they thrive in such harsh environments. 
Managing their spread requires a concerted effort, including physical removal, land management practices, and possibly the use of herbicides. However, it's an ongoing battle, and with the added pressure of climate change, it's a problem that needs more attention and resources. Truly a fascinating and unexpected issue. Chloe, thanks for shedding light on the tumbleweed turmoil in California and its larger implications. It's stories like these that remind us of the intricate and sometimes unpredictable ways that nature can influence our lives. Absolutely, Grace. It's my pleasure to bring these sorts of stories to our listeners. Stay tuned for more unique updates from the natural world. And with that, we'll be moving on to our third story after a short break. Stay with us. Good evening, viewers. Today's news is headlined by significant developments in international relations, criminal justice, and the global economy. Here are some other headlines that we will not be covering later, but here's a brief overview of the top five stories that are making headlines today. 1. Israel and Hamas Ceasefire Agreement. Asterisk asterisk a new chapter unfolds in the Middle East as Israel and Hamas have agreed to a ceasefire. This truce is set to bring humanitarian aid into Gaza and could signal a step towards easing the long-standing conflict in the area. Despite a slight delay, the international community looks on with cautious optimism as the ceasefire takes effect with the hope of enduring peace and stability. 2. Oscar Pistorius Parole Eligibility Asterisk asterisk turning to criminal justice news, Oscar Pistorius, the former Paralympic champion convicted of murdering his girlfriend, has reached the point of being eligible for parole. After serving half his sentence, the world is now watching to see if Pistorius will be released, bringing a new chapter to a case that captured global attention a decade ago. 3. European Black Friday Strikes and Protests Asterisk asterisk on the economic front, a workers' revolt is shaking up the retail industry. Amidst the rush of Black Friday sales, Employees from Amazon and other retailers across Europe have walked off their jobs in protest. Demanding better pay and conditions, these strikes are laying bare the pressing labor issues at the heart of the thriving e-commerce sector. 4. Tesla's Potential Investment in India Asterisk asterisk in corporate news, Tesla is considering a significant $2 billion investment for a new factory in India, eyeing a slice of the expansive electric vehicle market there. But this investment comes with strings attached. Tesla's foray into India is being closely watched as it could mark a strategic expansion of their global manufacturing operations. 5. United Kingdom Economic Investment. Asterisk asterisk lastly. The United Kingdom's industrial landscape is charging up with Nissan's announcement of a $1.4 billion investment. The automotive giant is slated to produce two new electric vehicle models on British soil. This bold move signals a strong vote of confidence in the UK's economic prospects in the post-Brexit era. That's a wrap on some of the other stories we're following today. These stories reflect ongoing concerns about geopolitical stability, high-profile legal cases, labor market tensions, corporate strategies adjusting to new consumer and market dynamics, and significant auto industry investments linked to the transition toward greener technologies. Stay with us for more in-depth coverage of today's leading stories. In our third story of the morning, we're diving into the world of high-tech international commerce. NVIDIA, 
a dominant force in the computer graphics and AI processor industry, has hit a snag with its ambitions in China. To delve deeper into what's going on, we're joined by Ethan, our correspondent who's been closely monitoring the situation. Ethan, can you tell us what's happening with NVIDIA's latest AI chip launch? Sure, Grace. NVIDIA had big plans to release a new artificial intelligence chip tailored for the Chinese market. But that launch has been pushed back. They're currently wading through a complex web of regulatory approvals, which, as they've stated, they want to fully comply with before moving forward with the launch. Regulatory approvals can certainly be tricky. Any insights into what specific regulations are holding NVIDIA up? While NVIDIA hasn't laid out the particulars, we're seeing an overall trend in China where there's a much greater focus on data security and privacy. Authorities there are particularly cautious about AI technology. The speculation is that their stringent approach to data protection could be a factor in these delays. That makes sense. Data security is a hot topic globally. How critical is this particular AI chip to NVIDIA's operations in China? It's quite significant. China has a rapidly expanding demand for AI computing, and by introducing this chip, NVIDIA is aiming to solidify its position in that lucrative market. This delay, however, without a doubt, creates a hiccup in their plans. Do we have any sense of the potential implications of this delay for NVIDIA's business in China? The implications could be twofold, really. On one hand, NVIDIA's commitment to compliance might improve trust with local customers and authorities, potentially bolstering their reputation in the long run. On the other hand, it certainly leaves the door open for competitors to step in and fill the gap, possibly eating into NVIDIA's market share. Speaking of competitors, do we think they'll actually be able to take advantage of this delay? What does that landscape look like? The AI tech race is always fast-paced, and competitors are continuously looking for opportunities to outdo each other. With NVIDIA's AI chip launch on hold, it's conceivable that other companies could fast-track their own products for the Chinese market. That could intensify competition and provide customers with alternative choices, possibly reshaping the market dynamics. A lot at stake here. Does the delay give us any broader insights into the current state of international tech relations with China? Absolutely, Grace. This situation exemplifies the complexities international tech firms face in China. The regulatory environment is demanding, and navigating it requires transparency, patience, and often a readiness to adjust strategies. Firms operating in China are those that plan to enter need to be equipped to handle these evolving regulatory demands, especially in areas as sensitive as AI. It's a fascinating situation and certainly a story we'll continue to watch closely. Thank you, Ethan, for that thorough breakdown of what's happening with NVIDIA in China and the wider implications on the tech world. My pleasure, Grace. Always important to keep an eye on these developments. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.